This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. Kyle's going to lead off with our topic, so you want to let him have it, Kyle? Yeah, so we're going to talk about... Do you need to be, actually do IBC to work with us? Is that the only thing that we care about is, is it IBC? Well, uh, the, the quick answer is no. We, the only way that we really get paid, though, is by selling life insurance. So mm-hmm. if you do want to work with us, we, we do sell life insurance. So mm-hmm. that, that is what type of business we're in. Yep. We just believe, and, and we'll get, get into this, but IBC is just eventually once you understand you need a cash flow system. I mean, it's just a logical progression mm-hmm. when you already own life insurance. So. First of all, you need cash flow, like about you know beyond anything in this in this white life. You know to to grow financially, you need cash flow, and then when you receive that cash flow, you need some place to put it. Yeah, you can you can have whatever dollar number it is for you two hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million dollars and not have any cash flow and feel poor. Exactly. You can feel poor, regardless of if that sounds like a big number to you. For some people, it might not even, but you can feel poor. Cash flow coming in, income, or you know whatever it is in your system, cash flow is it's king. Absolutely. But what are some other reasons that somebody might want to purchase whole life? Well, I mean, the obvious thing is, is death benefit. Mm-hmm. And... Um, well, we actually have a couple that I think they're going to do some policies on children, and that's an excellent way to get really affordable coverage, permanent coverage in place for the lifetime of that person. Yeah, some of the cheapest insurance expenses. Yeah, I mean, thousand, two thousand, three thousand, whatever it is, you know, that mom and dad want to do. I mean, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we talked about that um, policy. That was put in place, however, was it 40, 40 years ago, 50 years ago? Oh, the Northwestern Mutual policy? Yeah, with a very small premium. And look at what that grew, in, grew into. Uh, yeah, that thing, uh, I can't, I wish that I could remember that off the top of my head, but it was, you know, what everybody's concerned about, the rate of return. It was a little over 6%. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the premium, it was just so small that, you know, relative to the cash value, I mean, yeah, the cash value did great, but. I mean, the cash value relative to what it takes to live on today, I mean, it seems pretty minor. True. But, I mean, that's why, I mean, we're always talking about adding scale, you know. It's, I mean, I won't lie, it's it's on, it's slightly uncomfortable. It gets me out of my comfort zone to pay as much premium as I do. But I just understand, you know, that this is a way better place, a way better asset to own and, and have my money warehoused in than a bank account is. Yeah. And that's another reason some people might want to do this is they see that the bank account just plain out sucks, you know, and where is a little better spot to put money? And it's, it's definitely whole life insurance. I mean, you're definitely going to get a higher rate of return than you will in a savings account. It's tax advantaged plus the death benefit and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, well, think about this, Kyle. So, I mean, how many times have you and I in the last, I mean, I think we noticed this now because we sell life insurance, but how many times have we seen on Facebook that there's a GoFundMe because somebody's, you know, uh, spouse passed away 
They didn't have any life insurance. You know, they have three kids to take care of. Yeah. The wife was staying at home and it's like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? I mean, if you were just using the life insurance as an emergency fund, I mean, there's been death benefit. Yeah. There's death benefit there. Boom. For that. And I mean, this is a little off topic, but some people have a hard time seeing the value in life insurance on their spouse. Maybe their spouse isn't collecting or earning income, you know, things like that. But maybe the spouse is taking care of the family. I mean, what's that worth? That's worth, you know, a lot of money. And your life is going to change drastically if they would be lost. And I can personally say, like, I would rather my spouse to be taking care of our kids full time than, you know, having a daycare raise them if, if that's possible. I mean, I'm not in that point in my life yet, but I mean, I would rather have the person, you know, that I chose to spend my life with raising my kids and, and instilling those type of values mm-hmm. in the children rather than going to daycare and I don't know, just hear some crazy stories. Well, you know, society, it's not, that's not right anymore. Well, daycare is really expensive. Very expensive. But in like the grand scheme of things, they are, they're probably your most prized possession I don't have kids yet, so I can't say that, but I would think that they're probably your most prized possession. So like in that sense, they're really, I mean, daycare is really affordable Mm -hmm. for what it costs to take care of of children. Sure. But anyways, we're kind of off off topic right now. But um, yeah, it just, anyways, you know, why else would people want to work with us? So, you know, Kyle and I are also uh, very transparent. And so if you want to work with us and, and bring something to us, you know, something that someone, someone else has suggested to you, something that we've drawn up for you, you know, we're going to be honest with you, tell you why we chose that design. If there's something better that we think is out there. We okay? can look at it. We will look at it. Yeah, we, we've done that a couple times um, now for people. I honestly thought we'd do that a lot more, but people don't. Uh, actually tend not to have life insurance when we talk to them. Um, so that doesn't happen a terrible often with us, but, but we're, we just so wholeheartedly believe that this has to be a value for you. And every company, you know, has strengths and in, in different ways, their policies function. And, you know, Kyle listed off some things earlier uh, before we hit the record button, you know, and how can you argue with companies, um, and help me out here, but that are giving you a lot of cash value up front, a lot of death benefit, flexibility. And giving your cash back, you know, the fastest. Yeah. I, that's just, it's hard to argue with. Um, looking at, looking at those things and, and trying to determine what's best for you, you know, it's, I, I myself, I can't understand why people ever used to buy life insurance when it was like a 15 or 20 year break even. And I, I don't know how those insurance salesmen made a living because I sure couldn't do it. And there's some of that still getting pushed today. And I mean, maybe it's not good or bad, you know, it's probably a situation, you know, specific too, but I truly believe that a lot better policy design can be done than that. For sure. So, I don't know. Um, you know, each there are companies that will work better for different people too. The one big problem with, you know, us talking about it, comparing stuff is 
we get so lost and caught up in the numbers that we forget about why we're doing it or the process of IBC if that's the goal too. And really it just, that's not the important part because we know the numbers are going to change. They're going to go up, they're going to go down, but understanding how whole life insurance works or understand the process of infinite banking is what is most important. And, and I'll just, um, a phrase, I, I can't say for sure that this is who came up with it, but I believe uh, James Netherly, who is a practitioner with the Nelson Nash Institute, I believe he was the first one to say this, that if you understand the process, the numbers don't matter. And if you don't understand the process, the numbers don't matter. Yeah. Um, takes a little while to chew on that and think about it. Um, <clears throat> but when you, when you don't, when, when all you can see is the numbers and you can't understand outside of the numbers why you're doing this, mm-hmm. it's really hard to want to do IBC. Well, yeah. What are the chances of you keeping that policy long-term? I mean, I'm probably not very high. Well, you're going to go through somebody's sales process and two, three years down the road, asking the agent, why am I doing this? You know, I can't remember. And that's not a good place for anybody to be, really. No. It's not a good place for the agent to be. It's definitely not a good place for the consumer to be. And it's all, you know, you do a, a policy with us or work with us. It's in your best interest to email us, you know, any questions that you have, or if you want to talk about things, you know, every year, just to, for a refresher or just keep listening to our podcast or checking out our blogs and things like that. So, I mean, it's important to be reminded of why you're doing things. Yeah, it is. And that's one reason why we do the podcast is for the people that are working for us, because you can get a lot more interaction from us, you know, by going to this podcast, listening to us every week. Then once or twice a year reviewing your policy. And that's a lot of time is what I'm saying for people to forget why they're doing this. Whereas if you're daily, you know, not daily, but weekly, I guess with our podcast, trying to learn about this and grow, I mean, it makes, it makes learning so much easier. It's just like, um, a lot of people can relate to school. You go to school for nine months, take three months off and you pick those textbooks up from the year before, you'd be lost. Yeah. You wouldn't remember that stuff. No, no School way. School is just about memorization, unfortunately, and Which, not learning. And our podcast, you know, we will have some review on stuff. Like, we will talk about some of the same things, you know, multiple times. And probably with some different perspective, too, because perspective changes as you use things more and as you grow. Yeah. So, And also, it changes for or the perspective is different for every single individual as well. So, yeah. And I, I also feel like, um, you know, a lot of people that sell life insurance, they don't offer continuing education in other ways for you to learn about it and use it. Yeah. And that, that's probably one of the biggest ones, I guess, that we offer is blogs that we have written and this podcast, you know, for people to interact And if nothing else, to come up with ideas and get your mind thinking, and then you can come to us with specific questions about, Mm -hmm. oh, I didn't know I could do this with my policy. Yeah. So those are, I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why somebody would want to work with us. Yeah. We're not just sitting in an office and, you know, taking phone calls Mm -hmm. to answer people's questions. Sure. So, yeah, I mean... 
you don't have to be doing IBC or wanting to do IBC to work with us. We definitely think if you use the process of IBC in your whole life insurance policy, it's going to be the best thing you can do. If you look at inflation and things like that, whole life insurance policies, I mean, they, they keep up pretty well, I would say with inflation, but much over that, I mean, not no. really. So, and they didn't keep up with this last year, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think really anything did, but, uh, what was it like? They printed an extra 40% of the money supply. So we had like another, so yeah, 140% or something like that. <laughs> Um, of what we did have for money that's in circulation now. Yeah, I printed that in one year. So that is wild. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. Yeah, but so I mean, if you couple that with IBC, you're buying assets more than likely, and not only be- couple it with IBC, but like we stated in the very beginning, cash flow. Mm-hmm. You know, getting a hold of assets that are going to bring you cash flow every year. That's that's a really powerful place to be. And once you once you start coupling those things together, I don't know how you get a better system going. Well, because yeah. everything has to be financed. You're you're, you're, you're either going to finance it with funds that you've accumulated or you're going to go to somebody else. You're buying assets at cash flow with an asset that will also provide cash flow. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else you can do that. What else you can do that with? Yeah. Well, at least an asset that you can use that cash flow at any point in time throughout your life. And then, but then in the end years, if you want, that's going to provide income, which is cash flow. You know, if you want to extract cash value from it or whatever. Uh, That's another thing, I guess, that we didn't really say. But I mean, for those people that are looking for steady retirement income, whole life insurance is fantastic at that. That's another reason why people own it. A very popular reason actually why people own it. You're not paying taxes the government every year, you know, and it's I, simple. I guess one thing that I I don't know which would be interesting um is those people that use life insurance for income uh is if they planned on doing that when they purchased the policies because it's pretty wild, you know, how much your mindset and things change from when you're say 25 to when you're 65. I mean, I'm only uh, coming up on four years now with my first policy and like how much change, like how you think about how you're going to use it and like what, how important the death benefit is and stuff like that. That's all, that's always evolving for me. And you, you would have never thought that in the beginning that your perspective would change so much on it. Exactly. Exactly. That's yep. That's what I'm saying. I guess that also could lead to us, you know, saying how it's important to make the policy flexible. I mean, you don't know what you're going to want in the future. You don't know how long you're going to want to pay in. You know, make that thing where it's possible, pay in as long as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't, oftentimes you don't give up very much in the beginning to add in that flexibility. No, no. So... I think that kind of covers this topic unless you got anything else. No, that's all I have. So, um, yeah. Reasons why people would want to work for, with us besides IBC. Yeah, so if you guys have any questions over that, um, feel free to shoot us an email. And we'll be back next week with a new podcast. 
This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.